Hi, this is Brooke DeVard from Naked Beauty. Are you tired of feeling housebound? I sure am. Break free with the new Unbound Cordless Auto Curler from Conair. It's a high-performance auto curler that's rechargeable and gives you up to 60 minutes of cord-free runtime. Just think of all of the incredible hair looks you can create in 60 minutes, unbound, away from your wall. Don't get tied down by cords. Love your look. Live unbound. Check it out at conair.com and search unbound. Hello, my name is Jenny Hammer. Welcome to the Way Up North podcast. This is a podcast series where we get to know the people who are presenting at Way Up North in Rome of April 2017. So what you're about to listen to is a conversation I had with Nikki Boone. And this is a woman who lives on a farm in New Zealand with her four kids. And we spoke about their unique lifestyle and about her passion for photographing them. If you haven't seen her work yet, check it out as soon as possible because you will understand in about three seconds, just how special this woman and this family is. This is a family who has managed to avoid many of the modern day traps. And well, I'm finding it hard to explain what I mean. So just listen to what she, what she has to say and you will know what I mean. Oh, there we go. Yay. Can you see me? Hi. Yeah, yeah, I can see you. It's like daytime, your time. Oh, sorry. Honestly, it's so terrible. I just got onto the email and I was like, oh no, she means now. I thought it was 10 o'clock and then I was trying to frantically trying to make this work and then I couldn't find the earphones. And then there's two great big ginormous cockroaches crawling over the desk. So I'm calling my kids to get rid of the cockroaches. Oh my God. Well, I, I just I was thinking, it, I, we did say 10 o'clock, and by the way, I am recording this, although who knows if they'll oh, cut shit, it out sorry. or not, just so you know. Um, <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, welcome to you. You don't yeah. want to know what's going on behind me. <laughs> I do want to know. Uh, no, I, I, uh, we did say 10, your time, and then when we scheduled it, it was a good 12 hours, but we, we did our spring, I don't know, maybe oh. you guys don't change your clocks. Yeah, we do. Yeah, ours is changing back this weekend. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. So of course, we're in that little um, pocket of time where we've changed our clocks and I have some. Therefore, the misunderstanding. Yeah, yeah that's cool. I can give you some better light here, so I don't look like a monster. Well, yeah, look here. Like it. Is it okay to chat now? Yeah. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I'm okay. It's late, but I'm used to staying up late. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, no, it's it's totally fine. So, tell me about the cockroaches. Is that like common there where you are? It's like it is. We live in a really big, yeah, we live in a really big old house. Um, and there are a lot of things in our roof, and occasionally they come through. <laughs> what else is up there? Oh, we've got rats and we've got mice. The kids say, yeah, I think it's the rats that put me to sleep last night because they can hear them scream. I know. <laughs> we live on a farm and we have a pond and there's water and you know, it's just what happens when you live in a big old house on the farm. But the kids are the kids are so great. They they love looking at the cockroaches. They think it's glorious and the great big spiders and, and it's yeah, it's it's awesome. And we've got like this whole zoological thing going on just in our house. <laughs> yeah, who needs pets when you have but you maybe have those as well. Yeah, we have those well that's part of the reason for the bugs as well. <laughs> what do you have for the bugs? Oh, the bat, they, they come in with the with the animals because we've got animals around. And so, oh, you know, right. animals just feed off animals and, yeah, you get so, flies. And, 
Yeah. So you live on a huge farm or a huge, I mean, oh, you live no, on a farm. Yeah. And well, it's not big at all. It's a, it's only 10 acres, so it's not really a farm. Yeah. Okay. But um, I, I read something about you kind of wanting to give your children the same kind of upbringing that you had or the same, in the same kind of place. Is that what, yeah. what, what has well, you... Well, it's difficult. I wouldn't, it would never be the same place. I grew up on a very big farm. So, um, but what I did grow up with was just my memories are of just so much freedom. We just had freedom to run and have adventures and build tree huts and you know we had we don't realize how lucky we were really so it was just giving them that essence more than the farm which we will never be able to afford to give them but but they have we have 10 acres that they have free reign over and we live down the road from a river and we live a k away from the beach and, and we're so lucky we have everything just down the road from us they can access the bush and the hills and the rivers and the my son goes down and he gets on his bike and he bikes down to the river and catches some fish and comes back and have it for dinner. That type of stuff. So. That's awesome. That's really good. And how yeah. old are the kids now? So Um they're getting old. Um my eldest is thirteen. Okay. Um man, that, that's a whole other chapter in life. Yeah, so he he's thirteen and I've got a twelve year old and then a nine year old and the youngest is seven. She's just turned seven. And do you let the young ones too kind of run free or how much, I mean, I feel like where I live now, we barely, like the neighbors will like call if the kids are coming over to play and it's like, you know, 20 meters away, like, okay, they're coming. Can you make sure they're, you know, this like so controlled everything. Oh yeah. No, no. Sounds so wonderful. Um, Yeah. No. Well, the little ones have, they have rain over our place. So we've got 10 acres and we have um, some grapes and we have animals and down the back of our property, we have a big pond where the kids can just play. They've got, they make their own boats and their rafts and whatever, and they play in the pond. So they've, free, they've got free rain all down there. But um, we don't let them so much on the road on their own just yet to get down to the river, yeah, just okay. the big ones. But, yeah, but but yeah, we're, we're a little bit more relaxed than that. I mean, my big kids have just ducked. Uh, there's about, about four, three or four k's away that I've got a friend, so they've just ducked down to their friend's house. But we yeah. don't yeah, we don't call too much. I, <laughs> I just go. Yeah. I think that's really good i mean (laughs) yeah 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 it is good yeah long may that last i say (laughs) so you have like obviously your 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 days are pretty free as well your main activity is is i was about to say shooting them but that sounds horrible is to there are days i'm sure yeah (laughs) we're like but um photographing them and then what like what are your days like um, yeah, that's a really hard one. I've been asked that before. It's quite hard to, well, I mean, our days start very the same because the kids all have their responsibilities and their jobs. So they've got to um, help with the animals and, and do their house jobs and tidy up and, you know, do the, whatever a kid has, I guess. So, but they take them a little while by the time they milk the goats and get the eggs from the chickens and feed the chickens and all that sort of stuff. So that, that's generally how it starts. But from there on in, it's just, it varies. It depends what the weather's like. If it's summer, then we're we're off. We're um, we're off. We're either outside doing work, or we're we're off down the beach, or to the river, or wherever it takes us. Really, uh, in the winter, we probably stick around home a little bit more. Yeah. We, you know, they they'll do a lot of reading and games and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's quite hard to say. What we don't really have much of a routine. <laughs> but I mean, they. So, are you on like a summer vacation now, or no? Oh, every day is a holiday for these guys because they don't go to school. So, yeah. Oh, they don't. Okay. So <laughs> no, yeah. is it like homeschool then? 
um, yeah, we're, we're pretty relaxed with the schooling side of it. But yeah, yes, yeah, so they, they just learn. I guess we just yeah. I guess yeah. I guess that's right. I mean, we um we have a little bit of maths that we're different out of, but other than that, they pretty much just read and learn from what they do. Really, yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. So, what's your? I mean, how? Ah, oh, there's a hi. <laughs> from from straight across the globe. Oh, there's a little, a little hand over there. That's so cute. Um, that's so interesting. What? What? Tell me about that. Your ideas on that. I'm super interested. Um, yeah. Well, it's it's been a bit of a journey for us. So, our eldest went to. Well, he turned five, and and we didn't. We didn't think he was ready for school, and we didn't really want him there. So we we were lucky where we lived at that time. Um, have you heard of a Rudolf Steiner education or schooling no, system at no, all? No. no. So they're they're a little bit alternative. So they they um teach slightly different. They have a whole philosophy, but basically they don't start the kids into anything academic until the year they turn seven, mm -hmm. and then it's mm -hmm. largely arts sort of based learning. And we thought, oh, well, that'll be right. That, that's what we'll do with our eldest. And we just liked that he wouldn't start school till he was seven. So he spent a year there. And we sort of, we pretty much fell in love with their philosophy. So the kids at their schools don't have any access to computers or any electronic devices at all. Um, and they they do a lot of focus of living with nature and from the land and a lot of arts. So it was great. I mean, we, yeah, we just totally fell in love with it. But then we moved away from the area and we figured, well, we can't send him into school because he, you know, he's not up to scratch. He wasn't reading or doing anything like that. So we'll keep him at home and we'll get him up to scratch and then we'll send him to school. But we, we, we had taken on a lot of the philosophies here at home and then it just kind of went from there. We just thought, well, we don't really want him at school. We love what he's doing at home. And yeah. so, yeah, we just kept him home and then we kept all the others home. <laughs> we just kept going like that. So that's so, so interesting. So, so you have like no, or maybe you do. Like they're supposed to be in school. Like here in Sweden, you have you, by law they they're supposed to go to school. And I'm sure you can do alternative methods. I've just never thought about it. I mean, the alternative. You guys are really liberal. I'm sure you could be doing this. You guys, yeah, and you've got an amazing education system over there. Well, it's I don't know about that, but I mean, it's it's definitely not. There's no. I mean, there's. Uh, it's definitely a lot less uh, rigorous than I think if you compare to the U.S. I mean, my boys are yes. seven and they they don't know how to read yet. I mean, they're doing like a lot of um, learning by doing and playing, and I mean, it's not. Yep, it's but very, I mean, you very... guys are some of that stuff. Yeah, we we swing a little bit more. We're a little bit more relaxed in a lot of countries, but they're swinging more and more towards the academics. And, you know, you have to, everybody has to be reading up to a certain level at age five or age six. And that's what we didn't. Yeah. We just didn't love that idea. We didn't think that they needed, I mean, our kids, none of them have really read before they were eight. And they all read like little reading things now. I mean, they just drink books. So we just so, didn't, we didn't love the idea that they were pushed so early to be doing all these things. Yeah, I, I do. I have heard a lot of things about certain places where they are reading at like four or three or. You know, they're like yeah. playing the violin by three and they're taking all these classes. <laughs> You're just like, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. Where's the childhood, right? Where's the childhood <laughs> in that? Yeah, and you're yeah. taking it to the other kind of extreme, to be honest. Probably. <laughs> Probably. But yeah. but it's, I mean, they, they can all read and yeah. they, they seem to be okay. Yeah. So how do they, how, you guys, how do they learn to read them? I mean, what's your, is um, it like when they're, 
curious enough they want to read you kind of just yeah, pretty help, much. you, you pretty just much. help them a little bit yeah yeah so my seven-year-old at the moment we're kind of dipping in and out of the sounds of letters and you know the basics of what you do when you read but we're not putting too much pressure on it yeah um, i just learned from the others that all of a sudden if you give them those basics they just run with it yeah they just they do they just do yeah yeah <laughs> i'm noticing too with my seven-year-olds that they you got twins twins yeah seven and, and oh, they're wow. they're like i said they're not reading yet but they're starting to kind of crack the code and and their own interest is everything needed to kind of get the job i mean to get them interested in reading it's all about when they feel motivated to actually read something yeah. then they can That's learn right. more in one evening where you have time yep. to sit down and really when they're in that space than before when you know you were trying to get them to learn sounds or play games you know it's just not <laughs> it's all exactly. about motivation exactly i totally agree with that and that's our theory too is that we've found that you can spend like well i don't know two years teaching them when they're four what they can learn in only so many weeks when they're eight right so exactly i don't so, know uh, to me there's no it doesn't seem to be any difference you know when they learn as long as they've got as long as they've learned and they've got that skill at some stage then right. yeah so what do you do when you need like alone time <laughs> uh, yeah there's not a lot of that that's um that's called three o'clock in the morning which i've learned to love that time of the day <laughs> i bet i bet you're just like wow it's so peaceful <laughs> i love it i seriously love it like i'm a mad thing you know up at two or three in the morning and it's just so peaceful and it's, and I can play some music and I can listen to the whole song without getting interrupted. <laughs> yeah, so you do stay up like way late to just get that. Yeah, not all the time, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it happens. <laughs> and what? tell me about your your work too, I mean, or your photography. I mean, is it like, I noticed, by the way, I, I, I thought I'd mentioned this before, I forget, that we have a friend in common on Facebook who is not part of the Way Up North community, um, Harvey Stein. Oh yeah. Do you know Harvey? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I know Harvey well, from only Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I only know him through Facebook. I don't know him in person. But oh, yeah. okay. You don't know him in person because I know him yeah. in person, and I thought, oh my, what a weird connection that you. Yeah. You know, when you see like you have that one friend that's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I just like his work. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's true that your your work does. I mean, there are some similarities in the way you guys shoot which is really cool yeah. what what do you do with your work and how does your what does that look like how, how do i work how do you like are you like constantly holding a camera do you go weeks without taking a photo or do you shoot yeah. every day or what do you do with your photos um i guess i kind of shoot the way i live actually it's a little bit random a little bit sporadic so the, the camera lives like on a on a bookshelf pretty much so it's there and i guess it's just if if i see something that is interesting to me then yeah. i'll grab it and yeah. then i'll just sit with the kids and just be there you know with the camera with them and i'll just i do a lot of waiting and just being there and just you know recording it if it's interesting but um yeah there's a lot of not interesting things that happen in our day <laughs> where i don't use the camera at all but and if we go somewhere yeah if we if we go somewhere then the camera is always with me it's it's always there it comes as part of it, it um but other like, than that, yeah. yeah it feels like your images are are so like the 
um, composition in all of them is so key. I'm, I'm curious, like, I would love to see what you look like when you're kind of shooting. If you're like crouched on the floor, if you're crawling, if you're, uh, if you're still, yeah, if you're moving around. Yeah, it's a little bit all of the above. Um, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of it, actually, I, I guess a lot of it is just seeing something interesting and then just finding the way that I want to shoot it and then just hanging out in that spot and just waiting, just shooting and waiting and shooting. And, you know, occasionally I'll be like, oh, maybe I should see what's going on over there. But, you know, if they're just in one spot doing something crazy or doing something weird, which is quite often the case, then I'll just I'll just sit in the one spot and just wait. Wait for them to get weirder, which often happens too. <laughs> Whichever. And, and then do you feel like, okay, wow, I really nailed that shot when when everything kind of falls into place and they, you know, they're all kind of aligned in a cool sometimes. way. Do you feel it like in yeah. your gut, like, oh my God, I think I just... Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Although sometimes, I, sometimes I'm like, oh, well, we'll see. And then you get it back and you have a look and you're like, she did that. I can't believe she did that thing, you know, because they're, they're quick. You know, you don't always, I can't always know that, because I don't even know what I'm actually after. Like, I don't, I don't go, I really want them to do this. Right. I just wait and then, then they'll do something. Inevitably, they always do something and you're like, wow, they really did that. And then I'll grab it. But I don't always know what it looks like. Yeah, I don't, I don't shoot with like an idea in my head. I just go out there and see what happens. And I'll just shoot when something is interesting to me. And it's not, I can't always tell if that's going to be interesting in a picture. Right. Yeah, I guess. And you, so it sounds like you're shooting on film if you're. No. No, no, no. When you say I, I, when I get the photo back, what did you mean? Oh, sorry. When I just look at it on the computer, because oh. yeah, it's not the same when you look at it on the back of the camera. And I don't look on the back of the camera very often because if I'm doing that, then I'm not seeing what they're doing next. Right, right. Yeah, and then and then the day goes on, so I don't really then go and put it straight on the computer. It's normally that night, or you know, in a few days' time, or whatever. So I feel like it's when I get it back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it just it sounded like reminded me of oh, like sorry, getting yeah, no. getting that. No, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'd love to go back to shooting film, but. Yeah, it's, it's, that's a whole other thing. We'll have to wait for a whole other time, I think. <laughs> so, and, and do you only photograph your own kids or do you do others as well? Um, I've got friends and, you know, we'll do, it's pretty informal though. I've shot a couple of weddings here and there, but yeah. The, I've, yeah, that's only if somebody's asked. But it's generally just my kids or whoever other kids happen to be around at the time. And yeah. how, how do you feel about shooting weddings? Do you enjoy it? <laughs> um, be honest <laughs> I shot my first wedding last summer and the people approached me and said will you shoot my wedding and I said why on earth would you want me to do that because there's nothing anywhere that would suggest that I would want to do such a thing or that I would be any good at it and they said oh well, we like your pictures and I said yeah, they're of children <laughs> it's a little different but they were really insistent so I gave it a go um, man they're hard to shoot aren't they yeah. they're hard yeah, they really have to shoot. There's a lot of work, and it's a lot of, lot of um, pressure, I guess. Yeah, they're really hard. But I, I didn't really. I was a little worried about what I was supposed to be doing and what people were expecting. Um, but at the end of the day, I didn't know anything about shooting weddings, so I could only do what I knew how to do the way I knew how to do it. So I did it, and they they seemed to be happy. So, so you approached good. it the same way you would any other shoot 
I mean, another oh. like the style that you have, you just did the same thing, which is I'm sure much, is why they chose you. So, well, yeah, I guess, but I, I pretty much just took pictures of things that I thought was interesting. Yeah, yeah. And what did you do? Take details, and and did you have like a? I'm no. just curious. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even know that you were supposed to do. Well, maybe you're not. I don't know. No, but, you don't you know, have the to do that. And the rings, and no, I, I, I didn't do any of that. Um, I was a little concerned afterwards that that was what they were wanting, but they never seemed to bring it up. So I didn't. I took a picture of of the dress, but it was only because it was hanging in the mo in the bathroom. And I thought that was really interesting. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I I just kind of missed the missed the, the whole um, details thing, which it's not wasn't. a thing. It's not it's something. something. Well, I, I just thought when you said I, I photographed things I thought were interesting, I, I pictured you like, you know, walking around just shooting random things. And but I, I guess you were probably like waiting, waiting for a certain moment to happen or something. Yeah, I guess I didn't do so much of that because I, I was, there's just too much going on. I mean, it's easy with my kids because they'll sit and play with something for half an hour, but that doesn't seem to happen in a wedding. You know, getting ready and stuff, I guess I did a bit of that. Yeah, it was just, um, I guess I shot the things that are important in a wedding, yeah. but I did a lot of. Oh, that's interesting. I'll just take a picture of that. You know? Was yeah. it was it a local wedding? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just so, in my hometown. Because you are right now in somewhere in New Zealand. What's the name of the hometown? I live in um, the Marlborough district, which is on the top of the east coast of the South Island. Okay. Yeah. So, and and are you? traveling a lot from there or I guess when we were earlier on when we were trying to schedule something you were out traveling for a few weeks but was that oh yeah it's, it's summer here so we try and we I've got family see my family live in the North Island so we try and get up there as much as possible so we we were up we were up the North Island just yeah traveling around with the kids we okay. do a bit of tripping okay. around and in what way do you, are you in like uh, camping or are you no just around? a car no, no, just a calf. We just go up in the car. I've got so much family up there. We just stay at various people's houses all over the place. The kids are pretty used to being carted around and living out of the car. <laughs> They're pretty good on it. So the, I'm, I'm so impressed. Four kids and what were of the youngest was five or seven? She's seven. Seven. Yeah. Okay. And the oldest, 13. Yep. And what, what's that like having a teenager? Have you noticed like big difference in... You see my hand. <laughs> uh, okay, she's resting her head in her hands. <laughs> um, like a whole other thing that they tell you about, but you don't really know about until you're there. Um, it's it's a it's a different world. Um, my, I mean, the kids are great, but where does their brain go? Like when they turn thirteen, I want to know where where the frontal lobe goes. Like where does it go? <laughs> I don't know. I just I do know that I saw a documentary way back that kind of described how crazy the body is like invaded with hormones and how it's like such a huge shock to the system that it made me think like wow it's really hard to be a teenager and I think you just you don't know up yeah. and down because it's yeah. like so many things going on in your body that that you can't see yeah. also on the outside um it's crazy I mean I, don't, I hate to think what's going on in his body because mine's going mental just watching it yeah it's I mean, yeah, they're, they're still great kids, but very. <laughs> is it hard to? Is it hard to? Do you feel like a change in in how you photograph him? I mean, if I yeah, just, I just feel like teenagers are hard to. 
Yeah, it's quite interesting actually. Um, I can see things changing quite a bit because a lot of things are changing in them. Just not, I mean, it's, there's a physical side of it for a start, but also just how they how they see the world and how they act in the world. So they lived in a pretty like imaginary kind of world where they, where they would just play. And the two older ones have lost that ability to just go outside and play where the little ones will still go off and be kings and queens and space men. And, you know, that they're still so in the thick of that. And it's beautiful. But the big kids have lost that. And, I mean, they still go out and they'll do things, but they have a lot more purpose in what they do now. So... Yeah, taking photos is quite quite different. I mean, we still go out on adventures and it still makes it easy, but it's going to be really interesting, actually. I'm excited. I'm excited to have the camera and to have that drive to really keep documenting it and to see what comes and see what how it, how it changes in the photos as well. And I don't really know because we're just at the beginning of it, but yeah. I'm, I'm excited about it. And I can work more, a little more collaboratively with them, like with my daughter now, we've done a bit, we've done a bit of work together, which is actually really exciting. Like if we're somewhere and she feels something or she sees a light or, or whatever it is and, and we'll be like, well, should we do something here? Should we take a photo? And so that, I mean, that's obviously a complete, a whole different type of photo, but it's, it's really interesting too, to see what she can, I mean, when we were up north, we, um, there's some beautiful places up north and there's big trees that grow out of rocks and things. And, and I was saying, I'll give you a tree and go up there and be a tree or be part of the tree. And so they did. And it was so interesting to see what they came up with. And wow. so, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what, how it's all going to go, but it's just fun playing around with what they can come up with now. I guess, yeah. I, if you think about it, I mean, you, you rarely see, that kind of age group documented even in like our own personal albums i know i talked with a friend about this about how like yeah there's like all these pictures of when you're like a kid and then mm. and then it's like from during those like awkward years it's just like there's like a there's picture, like a picture and then, yeah. and then you're i've got of, nothing i've got absolutely no pictures of my teen years at all yeah i so think it's I, just because we just look so weird and act weird Maybe. and you're just so awkward that it's just awkward to to kind Maybe. of photograph it. I don't know, but I mean, it's good that it you're kind of beautiful looking. too. It yeah, like it's yeah, awful, yeah. but it's beautiful, and I find it fascinating. Like I'm so fascinated. I'm I'm lucky because they're at home with me all the time, so I get the luxury of really seeing them all day. But but then having said that, because they're old enough now, and my big kids are. I mean, like I say, they've just biked down the road to their friends, so they're so independent. They're not actually at home all that much, and that might be some of why we don't have so many photos of ourselves at that age, because we weren't home as much. Maybe I don't know. Right. Yeah, friends are so. There is that. Yeah, there is that. But but I yeah, I just find it it's beautiful and it's it's so fascinating seeing them change and seeing them grow up. So I'm gonna have to make a real effort to. Yeah. To, to work that way, yeah, to, to keep taking pictures. And have they ever, I mean, I guess they're so used to it, but have they ever, like, not wanted you to take their photo? Or has that ever been an issue? Um, no, I guess the only time that really comes up is when, especially the little ones are tired and grumpy. But, you know, when that comes up, they don't want to do anything. It's not a camera. They're like, they don't want to walk. They don't want to eat dinner. They don't want to have the picture taken. You know, they don't, they don't yeah. want anything. So I think it's specifically the camera. But I think that's just so used to having the camera there and 
you know, having pictures taken of them. They don't really flinch. The little ones don't at all. And the, the big ones are just only, the only thing with them is that they're just becoming more aware of it, that it's there. But that's, it doesn't bother them. I still haven't had them say no to it and at all. What gave you the, the idea to, to do this, to live this way and to, to like, be a photographer and, and um, in this way? Being a photographer thing happened by default. I'm a physiotherapist by trade. But that stopped when I, the kids stayed oh, home. Okay. So, yeah, so I think the photographer thing, I mean, I start, I very started um, taking photos when I was overseas, when I did a big four-year trip overseas, and I um, <laughs> I was living in Scotland, so um, dark, cold winters, and I did a darkroom course, and oh. that's how I fell in love with it. But then I sort of stopped taking photos when I came home, and I only really started, to be honest, I only really started again when we started keeping the kids home from school, and I my my theory was that we needed to be writing about what they were doing and I, I I can't write to save myself. So I started taking pictures and that's kinda of how it all came about. So it started as like a documenting their kind of. their everyday life kind of thing. Yeah, my theory was that if any educational facility wanted to check up on what we were doing then I would take photos and I'd put it on a blog and then I could just show them that. <laughs> yeah. Because the idea of writing just made me shiver on the inside. So that that was how it all started. And what do what do your husband and the kids think of the photos that you take? Yeah, I mean they know I take them, and do they see they, them? Do you show them everything? Well, yeah, I print. I make a real point of making albums of their pictures so that they've got them. Okay. But they don't look at them. I mean, they they're so busy living in the moment. They're not really interested in what happened last week or last year or last month. They don't. They're not. They're like well, that's nice, but what are we doing now kind of thing, yeah. which is really cool. It's a really yeah. awesome thing. That is so, great. yeah, the books are there, but they don't. I mean, I hope one day that they'll – I know one day they'll be really grateful that the photos are there, but they're not really that interested in them right now, and that's fine. I don't really want them to be. They don't need to be. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, it's not like you you need their, I mean, validation or <laughs> you don't seem like – that no, they know, they know the photos are theirs and not mine. Um, I make sure that they know that. So they're very much their pictures. Um, and if every, anything ever happens to them or they go online or anything like that, I, they, I always ask them. They know they're their pictures. But they don't care too much about them. Not right now, anyway. And so you don't make books, I mean, like proper, in the, what do you call it? Um, like, do you make books out of them? Art, art books? I that kind of thing oh like, no I just no I just have um like their albums that are up on the shelf in a bookcase here <laughs> just okay. for them because yeah. I can imagine you must you must get approached still to do you know like to teach yeah. or talk about your work and things like that yeah I mean here and there a little bit but I haven't been approached not about a book so I'm happy with them just sitting on our bookshelf yeah cool. <laughs> I am I mean it's I am too, but <laughs> I, I was just, you know, I've been thinking a lot about that kind of photo and of my own children and kids. And when I saw your website, I was really struck by kind of how um, I loved the moodiness in it and kind of felt, I mean, truly felt inspired to really um, do more of that with my with my own family. I mean, I do photograph them quite a bit especially when we're when we have free time um yeah less time in the busy but i made me want to feel i mean i should really have my camera like i teach to others 
really on that bookshelf, like you said, to just have it available at any time. Yeah, I think that's that's the key because the more you, the more it's there, and the I, this is what I found: the more it's there, and the more you use it, the more you're then got a part of your mind looking at things like with that kind of that could be a picture or that would be something I'd want to remember or um or that's really weird <laughs> why are they doing that yeah. I'm going to take a photo of that <laughs> yeah but the more that you do it the more that you see things a little bit that way I don't know it's helped me so much I see things so I don't want to say more but just differently now having taken those pictures I guess I just see it in a different way see it more of a long-term way like this is worth remembering so I guess because I know I won't remember this because yeah. I you know, as a mother and you'll know that you have like a sieve for a brain or you think you're going to remember things but you don't, you, you don't because your head's so full mm. so yeah I guess partly it's even for for me to remember that but for because for me I want to pass these stories on about these things that these that my kids have done or what they used to spend their day doing and I know now because I my mother died when I was younger so I don't have those stories I don't have her to access those stories of my childhood and I don't have the pictures but I want my kids to have those stories and if I don't happen to be around then I want them to have so many pictures that the stories will be told through those even if I'm not here to tell them does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. That makes total sense. And what what do you think is the most important story in the pictures that you have? What do you uh, think they'll read from it when they see it? I I'm quite happy for them to read whatever they want through those pictures, but I think I when I look at them, I love I hope it shows well, I hope it shows lots of things actually. I hope it shows them that they wear I hope it shows them the place that they have been born into and um, the land and the country and the environment. This is their anchor and this, this is their place and they will always have this place and this is where their roots are. I hope that it will show them that they who they are um, and who they, who they were, which will always be a part of who they are no matter what stage of life they're in, uh, and that they were – they were blessed with the freedom, I guess, that they had and that they can always access that, I yeah. guess. That's nice. um, yeah, I guess. But then there's also, like, I'm quite fascinated in, I mean, it's all awesome having childhood being you know, all full of freedom and innocence and joy and all that sort of stuff. But I, I'm really fascinated with the other parts of childhood, which we all know exist because we, we were all there, right? All that, the the confusion and the anger and the frustration and the all the things that happen when you're little when you only have so much say in your life and you know there's that part and they're very real as well and I've got a bit of an interest in that I don't know maybe that's why some pictures are so dark but you know that they that they get the whole story of their childhood that it's all the you know the summer holidays and all the rest of it. it's all the other parts too and what what kind of parenting style would you say that you have with them you're obviously very liberal in the sense that they are free to play and you're mindful that they're going to you know be in the moment and use their but are you do you are, are you very um like lenient or strict or what would you say is your um, i don't know i think my husband and i have a nice balance i think we have i don't know i think it i don't know i don't know how to box that one up sorry 
I guess it's a little bit of both. I mean, they don't have complete free reign. They 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 have rules, and you know, they have um, values and things that we adhere to a little bit. I mean, if um, they swear, do you clean their mouths out with soap? <laughs> they, um, it's really a little unfair to ask them to be clean when their parents talk like they do. I don't think so. I. They're probably a little more liberal on that one than a lot of people, yeah, because they hear me speak. Um, but in saying that, you know, they're, they're grounded. They know that they're not going to live in a house that where everything's a nice word. So, um, okay. so but, yeah. Okay, I, so all right, but yeah. already, you're, like, so that's, I'm just curious, and sorry if I'm asking too much, but, like, no, no, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's like, that. that's something we don't really do here in Sweden, for instance, ground kids. It's not, like, a concept, but I grew up in the okay. States, and that, and, that's what oh, everyone okay. did there. You were grounded if you did something. Um, yeah, we don't have it here either. We don't do grounded. It's not a thing here. Um, oh, okay, so that's not a New Zealand thing, or it's not a thing no. at your house. It's not. Well, it's not a thing in New Zealand. I don't think. I mean, people, I guess, see it on TV, but we don't have a TV, so we, our kids don't even know what that is. Um, so, as in the grounding thing, but yeah, well, grounding's not a thing. Yeah, I mean, they get disciplined. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like Lord of the Flies, although sometimes <laughs> <laughs> there are some days where it looks very much like that around here. But but generally it's, yeah, we have some standards that we expect them to, to you know, adhere to. And when, I don't know. I've never really thought about a parenting style. There's a mix. I mean, I guess we're way more liberal. It's all – it's really hard, isn't it? Because it, it, then it comes down to a comparison, doesn't it? Which yeah, I don't it all is. Like, it's all relative, but, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we are relatively – in fact, we're probably very liberal compared to a lot of families I know, um, but then we also know a lot of families that are completely liberal with very little discipline at all, so we have more discipline than them. So, yeah, I don't know. Do the kids compare – do the kids compare, I mean, with other children, seeing as how their their childhoods are, are quite – I mean, at least unique by my standards or by where, yeah. where we live. Yeah. Um, well, we're really lucky that we've got quite a lot of friends who have some very similar um, values and ideas and philosophies behind not just education but just life in general. And it's great that the kids have those those kids who that they get each other, you know, they understand each other and, um, and they know how to live outside and live like our kids do. So, um. I don't know how they see themselves. That would be a really interesting question to ask them. They would be the right people to ask that question to. Yeah. I might at some stage. Be yeah. interesting to hear. Yeah. And because yeah. I, I imagine that especially the teenager there is I think it's a natural part of being a teenager that you, you really start to look a lot at like what are yeah. what are what other are, people what doing? are other people doing? Yeah, it's funny actually that you would say that because just the other day, little things have been coming up. I'm like, wow. So they don't just see themselves as the center of the universe anymore. All of a sudden, they are actually, how do we look to other people? You know, that they're not bothered by it, but they're really starting to come out with that stuff. I think my son the other day, he said, um, he came up to me. Sorry, I've got children walking through there. Oh, okay. He oh, said, okay. um, Mama. You're not like other mamas. <laughs> I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and True. I said, oh, yeah. True. But it was just interesting that he would even bring that up. It's yeah. the very first yeah. time. Whereas the seven-year-old and, and my nine-year-old, they don't care. I mean, I'm and I'm their mama, and that's that's all there is to it. Bottom line, and 
that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I look yeah. the way I look, I do what I do and, and they're fine with that. But all of a sudden, yeah, you've got he's like, Yeah, yeah, I I don't know any other mummers that mountain bike in the weekend. <laughs> they yeah. are out there, but he just doesn't know them. But the fact that he's differentiating that and then he's seeing that, yeah, it's really interesting. Actually. He's starting so to we'll look see. at himself and you all, his family, I think, through the eyes of like, yeah, what what you know, what are we and what, you know, yes. what do other people think and how do we compare yep. to others? And that's, I think that's yep. probably why teenagers are so tired all the time. <laughs> just so, yeah. so much it's thinking. Time, I mean, yeah, yeah, so much just analyzing and maybe, yeah. maybe even worrying about what people think and stuff, even I'm if thinking. that's not, I don't know. I, I don't remember what it's like to be a teenager. I just know that it's kind of a haze. I mean, maybe for yeah, that reason. Yeah, I'm convinced that something happens when you get to like your twenties, and a lot of that's erased. I swear it must be because <laughs> I don't I remember. It's it called denial, I think. <laughs> maybe I'm making it Whatever, but it all seems like a haze to me too. But it's all coming back to me a little bit now, seeing these guys. It's so interesting. It's so beautiful. It's really cool. Yeah. So what what do you think? Um, what do you think when when Colin Jakob approached you to speak at Way Up North? What what was how did they get in touch with you and and how how did you I mean it's a bunch of wedding photographers I don't actually know how they found out <laughs> um, but I do remember my response well, I do remember reading the email going what yeah <laughs> like why why you know I'm a mother I'm a middle-aged mother way down at the bottom of the world here my you know doing my thing but you know why and and I don't think I have anything to say that would be of great value but maybe well. I do yeah maybe I do but the interesting thing is that don't that, underestimate um, yourself no 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 not at all it was just my initial thought when oh. the email came through but the really interesting thing for me has been that it's I've like my poor kids um have had an absent mother for for weeks and weeks while I've been writing this and it's been such an interesting process because I've learned a lot about myself and I've learned a lot about, um, well, my photography, but photography in general, actually, just thinking about what, what is this that I do when I pick up a camera and um, what is this thing, the camera? Like, why, am I, why, do, why do people even do this and why am I doing this? Why am I taking the photos? And, like, the bigger picture of this, like, photography in the big world and it's been such – a, a hard but really interesting process and yeah I've, there's stuff that I'd, I really want to share I think just of my what I've learned from from my journey which is pretty much I mean it started when I started taking pictures of the kids but it's it's been a pretty deep end learning curve since I started putting pictures on social media which is about mm, just between two or three years ago now um yeah, there's been a lot of things that have happened and I've learned a lot of things about it, but to actually sit down and write write about it has made me think a lot more about photography in the big picture. It really sounds awfully, but, but that's what, and, and it's been fascinating for me. So hopefully it'll be interesting to everyone else. <laughs> and what, what is your relationship to social media? Um, well, I had a friend of mine who said, you should put your pictures on Facebook. And I said, what is Facebook? And it all started from there. That was about, yeah, between two or three years ago. And I actually, it came about because I did an online course and there was a challenge put forward of, which is very 
commonplace challenge, but it was new to me um, taking a photo every day and how that would improve your photography. So I was all up for that. And having it on Facebook was a commitment to me to actually post one every day. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how it started. That's, that's how the social media thing for me started. And then, um, and then I learned how amazing it was to be on Facebook from a community standpoint because to live here where I do, where the nearest town is 25 minutes away and I know um, there are a few photographers there but I, I only know a couple and other than that I didn't even know I didn't even know a single other photographer or anyone else who did what I did um, who loved taking photos, you know. I was, and then to discover this whole world of people who are so fascinated and excited about photography like me, I mean, that was, that was just gold. It was just awesome. Yeah, I mean, I've learned since that Facebook has some slightly more negative tones to it, but but that that community still holds. I've met so many amazing people through that and learned so much that I never would have learned if I didn't go near Facebook. So I'm just really great. Oh, that's great. So that's kind of your workspace, your networking system of yeah, brain at three o'clock in the morning. At three o'clock. In the morning. <laughs> Do have you ever been? I'm sure you have. Have you have people ever talked about your work compared with Sally Mann? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. And get a bit of that. Is that that's not something you enjoy? Obviously. Oh look, I mean, I mean to be compared to Sally Mann, it'd be amazing. I um her art. I think I learned about her maybe a couple of years ago now, and her art blows me away. I mean it blows me away because it's beautiful but it, it blows me away because it really as it does with everyone I'm sure just moves me and it's a massive inspiration as as so many other photographers are but it's it should massive a huge inspiration to me because of the way her pictures made me feel and that got me searching and seeking because to be able to create something that can move someone like that I mean that's that's just incredible right as an artist. But your work is doing the same right. exact thing. I mean, your work well, is... Well, nice of you to say. <laughs> Thank well, you. I mean, I just I, I saw a lot of similarities in exactly what you said now, which was not... I mean, okay, yes, you're both kind of documenting your families, but you're both also kind of showing something really... I don't know if intimate is the right word without being like going crossing I don't know it's it's full of integrity and yet it's very vulnerable and beautiful mm. and kind of that that niche or whatever you can call that I don't know if my wow, vocabulary is good enough but, but I think it's very moving thank you that's um that's a huge huge compliment for me that you would think that about my pictures so that's don't know what to say. That's <laughs> really nice. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm yeah. going to be studying your website a lot for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her work is, and I have had it compared, but I think I always, yeah, I always played around with it. I didn't like it. It's a huge compliment to be can to be compared or spoken of with Sally Mann, but then you're also well. I I don't you know I don't want to be a Sally Mann copy. I want to be my own, but but I think yeah, that's been a part of my learning. I think it's okay because everything that we do comes from somewhere. I mean, it's just us as humans. It all comes, all of our inspiration comes from somewhere, and it's okay to to 
have some similarities to someone else. I'm not well, worried about that. I mean, yeah, because I, I don't see it as a copy. I see it as mm. a, a natural way that our brains work that, okay, you know, this is what I, when I saw your work, it's very, very unique. V on the contrary, very unique. And the only thing that I can say that I've seen that is anywhere near is Sally Mann because of the, of the fact that she's, you know, the, maybe the, the moodiness and the, you know, the, the intimacy of it being her family. That's like, so, you know, it's like, it's how I think brains work in a way that you kind of like, yeah. you kind of like, okay, what, what, okay, what's, what, my frame what's my frame of reference here? Frame of reference here? Yeah, exactly. And, and it's, t I think, I think I've been, I've become, oh, excuse me. No, right. I, was going to take that away. Um, I think I've become stronger in who I am as a, as a photographer, I guess through everything that has happened and everything that I've read and learned about. And, um, and I'm, I know now like more about what I do and why I do it. And so I'm totally, you know, like I'm totally okay with whatever references people make because I know where my work is coming from and I know what I'm doing and I'm, yeah, I'm totally okay with yeah. whatever comparisons yeah. are made. I guess I've just come through that a little bit. Cause, well, don't see it yeah. as a compare, but maybe like, a way to kind of you know trying to it's it's just a way of kind of latching on to things that you know yeah, to cool. understand something new i think is what it's a huge about. compliment like it really is a, a huge compliment because she's a phenomenal artist that um moves people it's beautiful yeah <laughs> well she's yeah she's she's uh pretty cool but you are pretty cool yourself and i uh, i think that Everyone at uh, Way Up North will be lucky to hear even what whatever you bring to the table. I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. You're doing something really unique, and I think it's that's really inspiring. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna let you go um, help the kids yeah. over there running in the background. But yeah, yeah, they're they're coming with me to um, Italy. Did you know that? No, I didn't know. I'll for them. Yeah, yeah, all for them. That's me great. and them. Just yeah. all of you. You are a brave woman, and that, that's great. Are you gonna yeah. Are you gonna hang around then for a few days to do some? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a really long way to go from yeah. here, so it's a. Um, I've got to make my way up to Auckland, which for us takes a two days because we have to travel over water and then drive all the way up, and then it's a seventeen hour flight to Dubai, and then um, four hours in the airport, and then another seven hour flight to Italy. So, it's like a really long time to get there. So I kind of want to hang around for a little bit to make. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to go for just a weekend. Not really. <laughs> yeah, so um it's quite quite the funny story that they've ended up coming with me. Um but it sort of came down to the fact that there really wasn't any choice. So I tried photographed a couple more weddings this summer and and there they are, they're coming with me. So these are my kids who have um who have barely been to a city. I think they've been to Auckland maybe twice and or once that they actually know of in their life. Uh, and never been on a plane, never been out of the country. So, and they're going to be so, in this huge city with really like are. scooters, yep. like zipping by. You better hold on tight so they don't get. <laughs> they don't I know. Get hit by a car. It's, it's going to be such an interesting adventure for all of us, actually. So, oh so yeah, goodness. there we go. You so I think they're actually um, going to come and hear me speak on the first morning. So I'm. I'm kind of excited about it because they've been a really big part of this process because they've seen me um, absent <laughs> with papers all over the ground and books out and late nights and, 
you know, they've been a big part of it. So I, I, it would be really neat for them to see what it's all about. And maybe understand that, wow, they're part of something bigger than what they probably even realize. Yeah, I mean, this story only exists because of them anyway. Yeah. So, so that's, yeah, it's really cool that they can be a part of it. That's incredible. Well, <laughs> I hope you guys have a great trip. And listen, good luck because doing that Thank trip you. with those four kids is not going to be easy. But <laughs> I think I'm going to send you two leashes. The two older ones don't need it, but maybe just to hold <laughs> into those little ones. I don't want to. <laughs> you know, they're crazy drivers down there. I have heard that, so um, <laughs> it, it will be quite the culture shock and quite the experience. But that's good. They'll, they'll be stronger for it, my little country bumpkins. So. Yeah, they will. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I, will, I would love to be like a little birdie flying around seeing you guys. Yeah. That would... Do you know, I don't know who to be more worried about, them or Rome. <laughs> they're pretty fun, <laughs> too. We'll see. <laughs> the ancient ruins that have... Yeah, they'll be, <laughs> they'll be climbing those things like the trees yeah, yeah. back home in New Zealand. Yeah, they will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, good luck, Nikki. It's so good talking to you. And um, yeah, yeah, it's really uh, cool talking to you. Thank I'm you. glad we got to make this work. I sorry about that time, That's the wonky good. time there, but it's it all worked good. out in the end. Yeah. Hey, thanks. You're. Um, it was really cool chatting to you. Nice seeing you too. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. See ya. Hi, this is Brooke DeVard from Naked Beauty. Are you tired of feeling housebound? I sure am. Break free with the new Unbound Cordless Auto Curler from Conair. It's a high-performance auto curler that's rechargeable and gives you up to 60 minutes of cord-free runtime. Just think of all of the incredible hair looks you can create in 60 minutes unbound away from your wall. Don't get tied down by cords. Love your look, live unbound. Check it out at conair.com and search unbound.